Hey guys, and welcome back to Goodversations, a collection of honest, deep dive conversations with talented voices in the theater industry. My name is Alexandra, and I'm joined today by Cassidy Jensen. Today's guest needs no introduction, but I'm going to give you one anyway. She's a phenomenal musical theater actress with lots of leading lady credits on her resume. Just to name a few, she's played Elphaba in Wicked, Carol King in Beautiful the Carol King Musical, and the list goes on. We talked all about her illustrious West End career, including her Olivier Award-nominated performance in Anne Juliet the Musical, as well as embracing her quirky side her dream Olivier Awards opening number, and how she is navigating the current situation around us. Be sure to follow Cassidy on Instagram at Cassidy Jensen, and follow Goodversations for more episodes of this show. Here's my conversation with the incredible Cassidy Jensen. Jensen, welcome to the podcast. Before we jump in, I really just want to tell you this kind of little story. Okay. So you are my mom's favorite musical theater performer, but she's oh. never seen you on the West End. Oh. So a couple of years ago, I don't know if you remember this, but you came to Latvia, which is where I'm from originally. Yes. To do like a Broadway West End show tunes concert. And yeah. And my mom was there, and, you know, she completely fell in love with your incredible voice and just thinks you're the best. Oh, that's... I'm genuinely... That's so... Because it was a really random concert. Um, It was like a one-off thing, and it was with an amazing orchestra. Oh, I'm glad you like my voice. I was really stressed because um, it was really a concert for two girls, but they they just got one girl to sing soprano and and alto. So I was having to, like, use, like, every part of my voice, and I was so stressed. (laughs) Oh, well, you did it perfectly. I'm really pleased. And you made, like, a fantastic impression, at least on my mum. So. Oh, good. Okay, one person was happy. Okay, <laughs> okay, well, before we get into all the other awesome stuff that you've been doing, I just want to put 60 seconds on the clock. And okay. for you to tell me your life story in one minute with as much detail as you possibly can. Okay. Are you up for Is the it... challenge? I'm up for the challenge. And... No Go. Okay, I was born in Barnet. Um, I, I apparently begged my mum for ballet lessons when I was two, started ballet lessons when I was two and a half, and um, and then I also did some gymnastics, and then I did I had piano lessons when I was really young, and then I stopped dancing, and I started doing more singing, and um, and eventually ended up at sixteen years old going to performing arts, sixteen years old going to performing arts college, and um, doing that for three years. And then I ended up doing a little bit of pop recording, which didn't go very well. And then I got cast in a show called Snoopy the Musical. One at the Rosemary Branch Theatre, one at the German Street Theatre, which got me my agent, which then got me Footloose, which then got my, uh, which was my first professional job touring the country. And then, um, and that opened lots of doors for me to then have a musical theatre career. And then, luckily enough, I got signed a few years ago to Warner Brothers to do The Leading Ladies, and I also had a recording career. Three, two, (laughs) one, done. (laughs) And that is one minute. Um, Also, I wanted to say massive congratulations on your Olivier nomination this year. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was... um... 
That was very nice. My, yeah. I really like that. That was a nice feeling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. And you know, it's it's so it's so sad to see you know that the ceremony itself has been has it been postponed or is it cancelled now? I think it's postponed. From the looks of things, they said there's going to be some kind of ceremony. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming that will be a ceremony to announce the winners. Um, it would be a shame because I think it would be a wonderful opportunity for the once the lockdown's lifted to have a celebration of the lockdown lifting and of our profession um, so I really hope that that's what they're planning and it sort of looks like that's that's the way they're going but we shall see because no one knows what the hell is going on <laughs> I mean right well you know I, I have my fingers crossed for you I think you're thank incredible you. Um, thank you so serious question yeah mm-hmm. if you were to host the Olivier's next year oh, or this oh, year God, yeah. if it's if it's still happening what's your opening number gosh that's a very good question i immediately went to like my my childhood favorite which was hey big spender but that's not really appropriate is it um it's fun i don't know probably do something funny maybe a patter song with a with a really ridiculous showbiz kick line at some point it'll be fun and sequins oh yeah definitely (laughs) now but that that's actually you're a sensational performer but what you just said you're also incredibly funny So, do you remember the first time you made an audience laugh? You know, what what was it like? Um, it was always accidental um, <laughs> when I was little. I didn't really... Um, it was always when I was in a good mood and, and feeling playful, I would always make my friends laugh and sort of do little stand-up comedy improvs for them. But only for, like, my closest friends. So I was always kind of like an... I'm a sort of introvert, outrovert kind of... Introvert, mm-hmm. introvert, introvert, extrovert, that's all. And um, I was doing this strange little ballet with my ballet school where I had to be a kind of frog. Right. And, um, and, uh, and they sort of, and she was trying to get me to be sort of frog-like. And apparently I was just, uh, people just found me hysterically funny and I wasn't really trying to be funny. Uh, and then I realized, I was like, I think I'm funny. Okay. <laughs> and then it was one of those gradual things where it was like everything I got cast and it ended up being, a f- I ended up accidentally making it funny. And, um, and so I was like, oh, I think I'm quite good at this. I look at my young self and I'm just like, Jesus, I was hopelessly naive. Just like proper space get it. Apparently I'm funny. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you definitely are. Um, And, you know, fast forward to now, you're playing Anne in the wildly successful reimagination of Romeo and Juliet's story. Of course, I'm talking about Anne Juliet, um, Mm. which is just such a great show. I saw it a couple of months ago and it was just incredible. It's really great. I'm so proud of everyone involved in that show. I just think it was a very, on every level, it's a very special coming together of lots of different people from lots of different areas creating a really fantastic night out and um it's wonderful to be a part of it very proud and very very happy as well that um lots of shows seem to be doing everything they can to keep their shows going and hopefully open again when the lockdown comes that's good as well yeah and i think and julia definitely has to come back i'm sure it will but it definitely just has to because as you just mentioned it's such a fun night out people will be desperate to get out of the house and see something funny <laughs> exactly everyone yeah, would just be like please get me out of the house and no, show no. me something funny and light and clever and i think people will be um yeah desperate to get out yeah that kind and of thing. the show definitely has all those things so for those that haven't had the chance to come and see it yet so mm-hmm. what is it about and who do you play 
I play a sieve for a while now. I forget, I've got a terrible memory, but of a brain like a sieve. Um, so I play Anne Hathaway, I play William Shakespeare's wife, and um, I turn up to the last day of rehearsal of Romeo and Juliet. He tells me the ending. I say, darling, that's terrible. Uh, we should rewrite it together. He agrees, and, um, and it gets all in about female empowerment, and um, it all gets very kind of... Um, uh, silly and there's all these extra characters like added and um it's a good old romp oh it's it's hilarious but it has a lot of heart and just it's just fabulous. yes it really invites the audience you know you're all welcome every type of person is welcome to watch this show you know absolutely and what's your own favorite part of the show oh my favorite part i'm not in i love the nurse and lance's scene um teenage dream mm -hmm. i just think that's the most perfect scene and song period ever written i think it's just perfection and i love it so much and i love how melanie barry and david badella perform together it's just watching two absolute pros at the top of their game with so much respect for one another just hand each other gifts it's just it's just beautiful beautiful oh i love it too and i feel like every character in the show you know is so well crafted and it definitely yeah. every single one serves a purpose which yeah. you know is not always the case with different shows so yeah. um if you could switch tracks with any role in the show for one day who would you choose could probably give a go at nursey probably nursey yeah because i'd like to sing fucking perfect oh yeah is, yeah but yeah i'd give it a go <laughs> maybe one day um maybe. but you know the show has such a fantastic cast and you're in scenes with pretty much most of them right um yeah there's only two characters i don't interact with right so what do you yeah. think makes a good scene partner i think someone who has enough confidence in themselves to know that they are offering up good things um enough humility to to not bring their ego to everything and also um, someone that allows the other great um, grants beingness and uh, allowance of the other artists to offer up as well and um, I, I work very very well with Oliver Tomset we had a fantastic time working out our, our relationship on stage I've known him for a long time we did um, the original cast of Wicked together a long time ago when we were both understudy Fierro and Elphaba and, oh wow um, I didn't yeah, know that yeah a yeah, long time and um so we finally, you know, we've never actually really we've done a few concerts and things together over the years. We have actually properly worked together for for quite a long time. And um, so it was lovely to come together as, as actual leads and create something together. And actually, you know, we, we work brilliantly together. Um, so that was really very, very special. Very, very special working with him, actually. Oh. Sort of like-minded like artists, I think. <laughs> Amazing. And can I just say the cast recording is brilliant. You know, I've, <gasps> I've been I listening know. to it at least twice a week for the past wow. couple of weeks. Um, wow. Now, I'm wondering if you had a jukebox musical about your life, <laughs> which artist's music would you choose and what kind of songs would you put in it? Oh, God, that's really... It would have to be a mishmash of artists. I mean, um, oh, no, I don't know. I mean, probably it would be, be really weird. It'd be Barbara Streisand mm -hmm. on one hand, but then I'd probably have some Newton Faulkner in there as well because he writes really quirky stuff because that's the kind of stuff I like. I'm, I'm going to go with those two, Newton Faulkner and Barbara Streisand. Yeah. That's a fun <laughs> Obviously, mix. there you go. That would make for a great musical. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, random question. What's your interval snack? Are you a big snacker or? I have grapes. I go into David Bedella's room with a banana, some grapes, some kind of fruit. 
and I sit in his room and I and I leave whatever remnants of my fruit in his bin, and、um, he loves me for it. We actually we kind of talked about this at the beginning with you know the story of my mom seeing you perform, but I feel like through the years you've inspired a lot of people, you know, in one way or another. Um, and I actually had a chat with Grace, Grace Mowat,、um, about a year ago, just before she went into rehearsals for Anne Juliet. And、um, she said she was such a big fan of yours growing up, and that you were her alphaba. So yeah. Yeah, did you know that? Yeah, she told us. I can't remember where, but then she found this.、Um, and also, Oliver was her first Fiero. Oh really?、Um, oh my God, that's incredible. I know, right? I think that's really amazing. Amazing. So, but I want to know who are some of the industry people? You know, whether fellow actors or others, you know, within the business that have really left a big impression on you. Oh gosh, who really? I mean, Adina Menzel、um, left a massive、uh, impression on me when I did Wicked with her.、Um, I found her a, a very committed artist, actress, singer. Um, I love her work ethos.、Um, Neil Patrick Harris, when I did Tick Tick Boom with him,、um, he was a real turning point in my acting styles and techniques, and what I what I realised was permissible in a musical because he brings such realness to his acting. And I was very very young, very very green when I worked with him, and I really watched and went, oh flip! I've got so much I can learn off this guy. So、um, I love working. He, he made a big impression on me.、Um, <clears throat> I love Jamie Parker. I think he's fantastic. I saw him in something at the Old Vic a few years ago,、mm-hmm. and I was like, bloody hell! What an amazing actor and vocalist. And I do love the baritone. Big baritone fan here. Who else? It's sort of just anyone that has like that real innate command without. Hamming anything up, and you know, do you have any like what words of inspiration were ever given to you that you would like to pass along to others now? Oh, there was some lovely advice from Kelsey Grandma. He, um, uh, for various reasons, I always sort of because of an acting technique I did called Meisner, which is very much about feeding off what you're given. And I was talking to him about certain things. I was like, "Do you need anything from me? Do you need blah 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 from me?" And he's like, he said in a really nice way. He said, "Never let another actor." Reduce your performance, and he meant that in a way of just because someone else may not be bringing you what you need doesn't mean that you should reduce your performance. And it just kind of let me off the hook. And he meant that as a way of like, do what you want, kid. I'm I'm all good here. You just explore your character, and I'll do my thing. But he always managed to bring his thing into truth and honesty with because obviously there were two Dulcineas in that、mm-hmm. production, and we were very different. Uh, me and Danielle Denise, so I was always kind of conscious that I didn't want to throw him, and it was so lovely. Basically, we said, "You'll never throw me. <laughs> right. Go do your thing," and、um, and I loved that. And I just thought, "Oh yes, of course, you know, he's right. Never, never, you know, basically, don't give your power away to another actor," which I thought was、um, it was the opposite of how I、um, had been taught, actually.、Um, And I think both are true. There's you can there's always like that. Well, I have this thing about duality and contrast at the moment, where both are true. Completely contrasting things can both be absolutely true. I love that.、It、makes your head feel a bit funny. Looking back on the last five years of your career, you know, apart from Anne Juliet, what's really <laughs> the highlight for you? Oh, w- without a doubt, Carol King. Without a doubt, like that role massively changed my career, opened a lot of doors for me,、um, and also. The, the sweetest thing in the world was it was the most pleasurable role to do. It fitted me and all the skills I have very very well.、Uh, 
I didn't really have to augment too much of myself to play her. So it fitted my voice, it fitted my personality. Um, and so it was pleasurable. I love singing her songs. And, uh, and also, um, you know, the flip side was it, it, I got a lot of opportunities out of it. A lot. I was very, yeah. very, it was a very, very special role for me. And um, Carol's been very kind to me as well. Oh, that's incredible. And, you know, besides being a great actress, you're also an incredible singer. Um, Thank you. So can you tell us about your passion behind your album? You know, why was it important to you to pursue your own creative efforts like that? Um, I've always wanted to record my own album, always. Uh, in fact, um, I mentioned in that 60-second life thing um, mm -hmm. for, for two or three years, Back when I was um, in my late teens, early 20s, I was doing my own singer-songwriter recording stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had a manager, it all fell through, it all got a bit complicated. But um, And then I ended up doing musicals, so I didn't really miss it. And then I've always been sort of looking for the opportunity of what style of album to do, when to do it, how to do it. And it never really came up until, um, fortuitously, I was singing with this band called the Jive Aces for about 18 months before I uh, got Carol King. So I was touring around the country, gigging with this band, and I was gigging at a wedding. Right. And, um, and one of the guests was an old buddy of mine called Rupert Christie. Mm -hmm. And um, it turns out he, he was now working for Sony as a producer. And um, he's like, oh, we should keep in touch. And then he, and then I got Carol King and he's like, Brian, this is even better. Why don't we do a sort of, um, not a Carol King-esque album, but like definitely, you know, lean towards that style of music. And um, so everything just kind of came together at the same time. And um, so that's how the album sort of came up. It was keeping it um it was wonderful to have a musical that was actually pop music so we could legitimately create a really legitimate music album and um i'm unbelievably proud of it it um i'm very very hypercritical of myself as i think most performers are mm -hmm. and most of the time i can't bear to watch anything i've done or listen to anything i've sung on and i'm i don't flinch at any point on the album <laughs> so that to me means it must be good <laughs> oh, wow. um yeah i and, and rupert hats off to him has done the most extraordinary production on it he's really really done a beautiful job amazing and i agree it's it's sensational thank you um, and you know to your point it does take so much courage to you know share ourselves and our creative work you know with the world given that anyone and everyone can criticize it and you know all that stuff so um first of all well done for you know pursuing your passion and also do you have any strategies or tips on how to push through that initial fear of you know being heard and being seen regardless of anyone's opinion it's a tough one like I think everyone has to kind of find their way with that it took me a while I'm very <laughs> I'm a very sensitive bunny with like zero skin <laughs> so I had to like work out how to to not be effective everyone else's opinion and I, I still struggle with that actually I think it's just everyone has to sort of find their thing I mean some people just aren't bothered by other people's opinions and it's just not a thing yeah and they're so lucky they don't even know how lucky they are but for those that are bothered and, and to, to I know obviously there's degrees of this some people are bothered 100% some people are bothered 50% and it's just finding um ways to reduce your anxiety you know if, uh, um acknowledge yourself and grant yourself validation for who you are uniquely and um and you, it's hard like for me I just had a lot of I had to do a lot of falling on my face mm -hmm. <laughs> I did a lot of falling on my face when I was young but a lot of it was always to do with my confidence always 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 I was, I was very easily crushed mm -hmm. um 
or uh, sort of, you know, that thing when you're so nervous you can't move? Yes. I'd get that a lot. I'd get that all the time. And um, eventually, I think, for me, it was more like a personal, it, it was weird. It was more like in my personal um, expansion as a as a human being sort of broke that down it, it, um, and then it helped my auditions and I didn't do it to help my auditions I just found that oh, I was like oh now that I'm actually not you know hypercritical of myself I'm suddenly doing better auditions and, mm-hmm. um, and it, 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 it's tricky I don't really want to give advice on it because I think everyone has to sort of find their truth and and my truth might not be applicable to somebody else it might not work for them and they might try and be like oh this is working I'll never get my self-confidence and it's like well that's because it's not your truth you have to go and find yours um but yeah I think a lot of it is um and and we never stop you know was it they say life is a constant stream of becoming you know we're always growing and changing and expanding to some degree or other Yes, and I think it's so great that you just said all this because, you know, it, whoever's listening, you know, they might be struggling with something. I know I'm constantly struggling with, you know, creativity and, like, putting myself oh. out there. So I think it's so important to have someone so well-established actually say it that, yeah, you know, I struggle with it too. So, mm. um, so thank you for sharing that. Let's switch it up a little bit and Uh this season on the podcast each guest picks a little piece of paper out of a bowl at random that's going to have a topic on it. Oh yeah. And I have a bunch of talking points to every single topic so you're in safe hands hopefully. Okay. Um, okay. So um, if if you'll allow me I'll just pick for you on this occasion. Uh, And it is shaking the world is the topic so it's actually a gandhi quote now uh, they said in a gentle way you can shake the world so if you could shake the world gently what would you do especially human rights there's a lot of you know strange things going on with human trafficking and it's quite shocking that it's still happening now so i suppose yeah i would um like to help that that would be um something i would like to shake that up and eradicate that that would be a really good thing amazing and you know what small act of kindness were you once shown that you'll never forget um well that would be um just generally the jive aces mm-hmm. they um they collectively kind of became my spiritual big brothers and they they just look after me like there was some times when some really you know surprising things happened and they if they were around they'd come and sit with me and talk through the problem and by the end of it I'd think it was the best thing that's happened to me you know and um they showed me extraordinary kindness and extraordinary validation and, and acknowledgements and um they kind of I, I'd i come out of a, a marriage that was quite stressful <clears throat> when I met them and they kind of picked me up and put me back together again and then kicked me off and I got Carol King <laughs> so you know I auditioned for Carol King and they were like there you go fly birdie fly it was <laughs> lovely um yeah that'll be my it was a gentle kindness they gave me it was very lovely amazing and how do you define success at this point to me it's and it's not the definition of it it would be the ability to um uh, know that i that no matter what happens i can create something and i'm in charge of my own destiny to some degree that i've got enough behind me enough you know finances uh, connections know-how um uh, understanding of how things come together that I can always land on my feet even if I lost everything you know that would be success to me amazing and actually to what you just said what's the last kind of creative thing that you did 
um, yesterday I was teaching a masterclass online to um, lovely, yeah, to a, uh, which was very interesting. It was the first time the students had had a masterclass. It was the first time I'd done a Zoom, and um, I get one of my most favourite things. I get completely lost in is when a kid gets up and sings a song, and I just either pick them apart vocally or pick them apart acting wise, mm-hmm. and I just literally like vomit the contents of my head on them until they get the aha moment and they get what I'm trying to get them to do and then they change their and and you see them expand and improve and I love it I did it for three hours flat yesterday and I could have gone on I was just I love it so so much um um yeah that's one of that's that's the most recent creativity I had yeah oh that's amazing because you know you have been part of the industry for quite some time now so it's great that you're sharing that knowledge with people yeah it's funny like sometimes you know you just you sort of because obviously you're you you just think oh it's me having a cup of tea blah 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 you don't walk around thinking oh I've got this vast array of like experience and knowledge in my brain (laughs) (laughs) when you're teaching you suddenly realize oh my god I know loads of stuff it's really weird. I don't actually, I do actually know what I'm talking about. Definitely. <laughs> I'm not just making it up as I go along. Yeah. And, you know, lastly, before we go into the lightning round, um, okay. what would the current Cassidy say to the um, fresh out of college Cassidy? <gasps> oh, gosh, what a good question. Gosh, it's hard because you, until you're ready for the lesson, you, you can't, you have to go through the steps. Mm-hmm. So I suppose it would just, but all I do was would be like avoid be careful of who you spend time with be careful of who your friends are not everyone that you think's your friend is your friend i think that's what i would say because mostly like the lessons you learn you have to learn them it sucks it sucks so much but like i had to go through all those personal experiences because you can't be told not to do something you have to have the experience not to do something so i would just say try and avoid certain people because they'll slow the process down. Like, you have to go through the process, but certain people will just make it take way longer than it needs to. You know? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. Now, let's do a lightning round. Okay. Favourite place in London? <sighs> okay, but it came straight to my head. The Delaunay Restaurant. I love it. Love going to for dinner there. Ooh, amazing recommendation. Um, what could you give a 40-minute presentation on with absolutely no preparation, apart from acting? <sighs> Apart from acting, oh, I could do it about nutrition. Love nutrition, yeah. Nice. What job would you be terrible at? Accounting. Mm. I hate numbers. I hate looking at numbers and adding things up and organizing things and doing spreadsheets. It literally makes me go into paralytic fear. Oh, me too. Um, (laughs) Okay, very important question for this time. Last Mm -hmm. TV show you binge watched? I just started watching. Is it Tiger King? Oh, my God. What the hell is going on there? I don't even like, know. I, it's like, what is happening? I know. And you know what? I struggle binge watching that one because there's just so much going on and nothing makes sense. No. And you're like, oh, it's him. Oh, no, it's her. Oh, my God. I know. It's brilliant. It's the first episode. You're like, oh, okay, I, I kind of got what this is. And then it just goes off on a whole other tangent. You're like, what is happening? Fascinating. What kind of art do you enjoy most? I need a lot of different varieties of art. Like, sometimes I just love putting on funk, (laughs) like Earth, Wind & Fire, whacking a load of that on, dancing around my living room. Love that. That really pets me up. And then sometimes I like to go to an art gallery um, and and look at, like, you know, I just, there's some amazing works of art that you can go and see for free. I mean, how lucky are we? You can just go and see the sunflowers for free in London. Like, what the hell? I know. Um, We're so lucky. Um, And that can be really, like, you, you 
sit there and like chew over these amazing works of art. I love that. Um, yeah, I, I like lots of different things and lots of different genres of music as well. Cool. And book recommendation? I don't really read novels. That's one thing I don't tend to do. I tend to read factual books. So um, uh, off the top of my head, I've, <laughs> it sounds like the worst title in the world, mm-hmm. but it's called Be Obsessed or Be Average by a guy called Grant Cardone. And really what it's about is about setting your goals and how to achieve them. Um, and it's, it's sort of a self-empowerment thing. It sounds terrible, but he's actually, he talks a lot of no bullshit sense that gets you to wake up from your kind of, you know, when you've got a bit of lazy-itis going on, <laughs> it just gets you to wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can actually achieve a lot myself. Um, and also there's a wonderful um, healer doctor called Dr. Morse, and he's got a fantastic uh, detox program, which I'm actually doing finally because I've obviously got a lot of time for so I'm yeah. finally doing a detox. Um, so, yes, those two books I found very fascinating. Amazing. I'll check them out. Um, mm-hmm. What do you wish you knew more about? Music theory. Really, I, I, I really started restudying music theory. It was I was always good at it, good mm-hmm. at playing, and but music theory, oh my god, horrendous. And lastly, you know, in the midst of all this uncertainty and craziness of you know what's going on, because I think it's important to acknowledge mm-hmm. that. Um, what is it mm-hmm. that absolutely excites you right now? Oh, it's so sad. I'm so sad like this. I'm genuinely, I'm so excited about having some downtime to do this detox because mm-hmm. it's like a really, like this particular detox, it takes 14 weeks, right? Oh, I've wow. always gone, oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'd love to do that, but I'll never be able to do it because I'm always busy, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I'm so excited. It's like all these herbs and tinctures and capsules and powders and teas and stuff, right? And they are amazing. They're so amazing. They're so, I feel really, really good. And, um, and I'm really excited about that. That's so sad, isn't it? I think it's because my life is normally bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's normally so bonkers. And I always struggle to keep up with myself. So to suddenly have all this free time to go, oh, my God, I get to do this thing that I would never get to do. Um, that actually really <laughs> excites me. I'm very easily pleased. I mean, you've got to give me that. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Well, on that note, you know, thank you so much for chatting with me. An absolute pleasure. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be amazing if you could just screenshot it and post it to your Insta stories, because in this way, more people will be able to find this and hear Cassidy's opinion on the industry. I'm so grateful that you tuned in this week. It means the world to me, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I'm always just one message away, and you can find me on Instagram at Goodversations. Stay safe, everybody, and I'll talk to you again next week.